0: Money FM 89.3 Best of Drive Time Money FM 89.3 it is now time for Market View I'm Elliot Danker, together with Timothy Go and Chuan Tien I got to admit I panicked when I saw this story about uh, Grab here in Singapore planning the biggest round of job cuts mm-hmm. since the pandemic I went hey means what lesser drivers then my my fare become more but it's it's not that kind of job cut correct It's from their office mm. uh, Yep, yep unit, right? yeah. So panic uh, averted. Uh, we'll have more of that in a while. But first, let's take a look at some of uh, the closing numbers today. Closing bell.
1: You know what? Since you talked about platform fees, Comfort Delgro is set to charge 70 cents. Yes, I just platform fee from 1st of July. I saw that.
0: 70 cents?
1: Yeah, for rights booked via its app. So there you have it
0: buy a bicycle (laughs) but then you have to use the app to be able to book
1: yes but but who who hails who flags
0: a cab anymore
1: hold your horses (laughs) hold your horses we'll talk about the tech scene (laughs) in in Southeast Asia and what that means for ride hailing apps or internet giants Uh, but First, a recap of how we started the day. Singapore shares opened lower today after European markets ended lower. Investors waiting for further clues on the US Fed's monetary policy outlook. So in early trade, the Straits Times Index was down 0.2% to 3,233 points. Some 27 million securities changed hands in the broader market. Now let's have a look at the closing numbers. The STI closed down 0.65%. We're looking at 3,220 points. And in terms of value turnover, that's 1.05 billion Sing dollars. Now, gainers throat losers 220 versus 304. Top advances, we have Great Eastern, UOB and ISAC and top decliners, GMH USD, Semco Industries and New Incorporation USD. Now, in terms of companies to watch, we do have OCBC increasing stake in insurance subsidiary Great Eastern from around uh, 87.9% to 88.4%. Meanwhile, investors continue to keep their eyes on developments ranging from Grab planning, the biggest rounds of job cuts since the pandemic, to China's smaller-than-forecast interest rate cut. Also in focus, Fed Chair Jerome Powell's testimony about the state of the US economy. So joining us on the line, we have Kun Go, Head of Asia Research at ANZ. Kun, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, good
1: evening. And Kun, let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. How did the STI fare today? Any surprises when it comes to the biggest movers as well as the sectors they lie in?
2: Uh, there were no real surprises. It's just disappointing that the Singapore Stock Exchange actually underperformed the region. Uh, mm-hmm. While Europe did uh, sell off, and uh, part of that weakness did flow through into the region, uh, it was somewhat surprising to see uh, the Singapore market underperformed. Um, despite that Mm. Uh, Kun, let's
0: talk a little bit about Grab Uh, Grab Holdings reportedly planning a big round of layoffs uh, the biggest since the pandemic likely uh, to surpass the 5% or 360 employees from back in 2020 so is this a case of Grab sort of feeling the same pressure as a lot of tech players post-pandemic should we expect such things uh, for other tech players in the industry in the
2: region? Yeah, so for a lot of tech companies, they're really facing a very different environment now with uh, interest rates as high as it is. Don't forget the U.S. Federal Reserve has high rates 500 basis points. So money is no longer free. It's very costly uh, and it's much harder to to raise funds. And therefore, investors are becoming more impatient, particularly for companies that are yet to turn profit. So I think there's a lot of pressure now for uh, companies, even though they've grown, they've expanded uh, very rapidly. uh, But at the end of the day, investors now, want to see some results uh, and you know one of the fastest ways to try and turn things around and get back to profitability is to lower costs and that's mm-hmm. what grab is finding.
0: Like. yeah if you're just tuning in we're talking to kun go head of asia research at anz uh, kun let's uh, talk about
2: china the pboc announcing lower than expected interest rate cut there about 10 basis point cut to the benchmark five-year rate um what are your thoughts on this yeah, so it was a smaller cut than what uh, the market was expecting. Uh, the PBOC had been cutting rates uh, the last few weeks, and they've been guiding mortgage rates and deposit rates lower as well in an attempt to try and kick-start and encourage households to go out and spend and borrow more. Uh, so therefore, this uh, 10 basis point cut was a bit you know, smaller than um, than what was expected. Uh, it just throws into question you know, whether or not uh, the Chinese authorities are still holding back some firepower mm. or whether or not they feel that you know maybe um, they're just pushing on the string and they really need to uh, do something else in order to try and kickstart the economy.
1: Mm, and two things, uh, Kun. Uh, first of all, you mentioned that the Chinese Yuan has weakened against major currencies. So tell us more about that. And the second part of the question, perhaps, is that uh, there has been talks about China uh, giving out stimulus or stimulating the Chinese economy going forward, particularly support for the property sector. But analysts, some of them have been saying that uh, maybe officials' hands are tied, their options are limited. Your thoughts on that?
2: Yes, so the yuan has really weakened quite a lot in the last few months as a result of uh, the escalating concerns about the the Chinese economy. And with the People's Bank of China easing policy, uh, going in the complete opposite of the US Federal Reserve and most of the other major central banks that continue the high rates uh, that has only widened the yield differential uh, between China and the US so that makes it very attractive to basically sell the yuan uh, as a funding currency uh, and you know exporters you know even though China still uh, enjoys quite large trade surpluses the exporters are choosing to hold on to their U.S. dollars rather than converting it into the yuan because you're just getting paid more interest rates to hold on to their dollars. So that's contributing to the yuan weakness as well. Uh, ultimately, with China, there is definitely a lack of confidence. Uh, mm. you know, despite the reopening, uh, the rebound has been uh, quite sluggish and disappointing. Uh, now, we know Chinese households are sitting on a huge amount of cash, about 130 trillion renminbi of cash in the bank but they just don't have the confidence to utilise it and spend. So I think something needs to happen. I think lower interest rates, obviously, is not really uh, the key here. I think more concerted uh, big bank stimulus uh, policy measures is probably what's needed in what form. I think we're still waiting to see
1: Hmm. Okay, and meanwhile, talk about weakness in the yuan. I do want to talk about weakness in the Japanese yen. Uh, that seems to be worsening as well. A trade-weighted gauge of the currency is down to the lowest in over 20 years. Can we expect any form of intervention soon uh, to prop up the Japanese yen?
2: Well, it's quite interesting. We did have some Japanese officials um, sort of try and jaw on the market today, but hmm. the market pretty much just ignored them. And uh, continued to uh, push the yen weaker. Uh, ultimately, it's also you know, a similar story with the Japanese yen as with the Taiwan. The Bank of Japan, with other new governor, Yoda, yeah. has shown no um, willingness or urgency to change uh, Bank of Japan policy. He has remained dervish, very much in keeping with his predecessor, and therefore, with the Fed you know, looking like they might hike rates further, again, that yield differential
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: continues to widen. Uh, and that continues to put pressure on the Japanese yen.
1: And further away, uh, we have been talking about the Fed quite a bit. Investors continuing to set their sights on Fed Drone Paul's twice-yearly testimony on the U.S. economy happening midweek, I believe. What are we expecting here?
2: Yeah. So tomorrow, he's keenly uh, a bit of testimony. Markets will be looking to hear from him whether or not uh, and, and how committed they are uh, to the two additional rate hikes that they had forecast last week. Uh, by the end of this year. Uh, At the moment, markets aren't quite believing that the Fed might need to hike rates two more times. That's because inflation is starting to come off and we expect inflation to continue to fall in the next few months. And there are signs that the job market is starting to weaken. We've seen unemployment rate rise. We've seen jobless claims rising in the last few weeks. Uh, So the market believes that uh, perhaps the Fed, if they were to go, they might maybe at most go one more time. Uh, so that's what you know, everyone is waiting to hear from Jerome Powell, uh, how he characterizes the U.S. economy and what he says about the need for higher interest rates.
1: All right, thanks a lot, Kun. That was Kun Go, head of Asia research at ANZ. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.